listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 37. Kayla Lords here with the one, the only, the why are we not drinking caffeinated beverages to get through recording these podcast episodes? John Brown, so. Because it's late at night and we want to get to sleep at some point. I know, but it just feels wrong to not be drinking coffee <laughs> while sitting at a microphone. Isn't that what we do? Isn't that who we are? Pretty much, yeah. I feel like it is. Yeah. But that's okay. We're here and we're drinking water because sometimes at you know, 8 o'clock at night, we like to pretend we're trying to be healthy. That's true. <laughs> a big thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash killalords for making this episode possible. Uh, this week, we're coming in a little lower key than last week. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about BDSM first aid kits. Yes, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, you should probably have one if you uh, get kinky at any time. Uh, and we're going to tell you what you should put in it. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, at Loving DS and the number one, so that's at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM. All links are in the show notes, and the show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Okay, so this topic is really your baby because you have mm -hmm. a few times been like, we're talking about the kinks. Why aren't we talking about the first aid kit? Right. Um, it, it, it actually came about because I was following a thread on, on FetLife where someone had asked what they have, what um, implement, you know, would they want in their... It's a must-have in their uh, bag. A, a must-have in their bag kind of thing. And there were some really great answers. I mean, you know, people are talking about, you know, paddles and, you know, different nipple clamps and this thing and, you know, canes and floggers, all good stuff. And and the thread was, was long and I'm scrolling through it and I was like, well, there's one thing that's missing that's kind of important in all this and that was a first aid kit. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that's not the first thing that comes to anybody's mind. Because when you're thinking about fuckery, you're not thinking about what could go wrong. You're thinking about right. what's going to go right. Uh, we are going to be the buzzkills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. ask you to think about what could go mm -hmm. wrong, please and thank you. Um, so we're going to go through kind of how you can put this together, what can go in it. Um, let's start first with if you leave your house to get kinky. You go to a partner's house. You go to the club. You go to parties. You're going to want something that can travel with you. Right. If, like at least like us for the past two years, you basically only play at home, you can kind of have this stuff in places you know where to get it. Mm -hmm. Like half of ours is in our medicine cabinet in our bathroom, which is right there next to the bedroom. Exactly. So, like, this is – and you probably have some of this stuff, but if you don't know off the top of your head where it is – might not be as prepared as you would like to be. So mm -hmm. let's get into putting together a BDSM first aid kit. First up, you can use an actual just first aid kit you buy at the store, a bag to put the stuff in. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't have to be a kit. It can literally be like a tote bag or make space in your toy bag. Right. You know, let's face it. I, I have seen some absolutely creative toy bags and they they are amazing. But, you know, leave yourself a little space in there to to put that first aid kit. Um, you know, let's face it, you know, BDSM is fun. 
that's what it's all about, right? Having fun and, and enjoying, you know, the, the, the masochist enjoys their pain and the sadist enjoys delivering that pain. But, you know, this is the real world and Murphy does rear his head, you know, when you least expect it, things can go wrong and things happen. There is a risk in everything we do. So you, you want to be prepared to mitigate those risks as much as possible. Absolutely. Yep. So, regardless of whether you buy like a first aid kit from the store with a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff in it that we're going to go over in a minute, or you have a spot in your toy bag, one of the first things you need to make sure you have is whatever is part of the safety risk stuff for the kink you're into. Every time we talk about this, the first thing that comes to mind is what you need for like bondage. Like you're, you're playing with yeah. bondage. What do you need if something goes wrong? Um, well, first thing that comes to my mind, you know, especially if you're doing rope, um, you know, the, the, the marks that rope leaves are beautiful. They're, they're art in, the, in and of themselves. Um, but rope burn can be quite painful, mm-hmm. you know, if, if something happens. So, you know, you, you probably would want to have some kind of aloe lotion mm-hmm. on hand, you know, something like that. Um, You're going to need scissors. Absolutely. Safety scissors, safety shears, um, a, a safety knife for cutting that rope in mm-hmm. case something happens. And y'all, you still need that even if you're playing with the bondage tape you bought at the sex toy shop. Okay, you've That's got to true. have a way to get somebody That's out of true. being bound as quickly as mm-hmm. possible. And, and you want that to be some kind of safety shears or, or safety knife that, you know, let, that has that safety tip on it so you can get under the, between the rope and the skin without causing further harm. Right, because you're going to need Band-Aids if you cut <laughs> yeah. your partner yeah. <laughs> while you're trying to cut them out of rope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, impact play. Every once in a while there will be broken skin, so yeah. you would want some creams, ointments, antibacterial ointment, Band-Aids. Right. Um, one thing that... We always forget because we don't play enough for me to bruise, but there are creams you can buy that help with bruising. Yes. If the person's like, um, I really, I didn't, I didn't want to be marked. I, that mm-hmm. was not like you weren't trying to, or even if you have been marked, but you want to soothe that soothing creams exist for that. Yes. yes. And in that case, for the bruises you're trying to make, but you just want to make somebody feel better, that might come under aftercare, but you know, there are times we've had these conversations. I'm like, yeah, mark me up, mark me up. And then I'm like, uh, I have a doctor's appointment yeah. next week. Maybe <laughs> don't mark me up. And marks will still happen. And you might need something to help mm-hmm. mitigate that. So right. if you're into impact play, you need to think about those things. Uh, wax play is another one where you want something to help deal with oopsie burns. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Which again goes back to aloe or burn cream. Because every, everyone's skin reacts differently to wax. Just like when we started testing out um, wax play, certain waxes were too hot for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, while it didn't actually burn, it, it did leave some rather noticeable red marks on your skin. Yes. Had it been a little bit hotter, it might have burned. And right. then we would have had to deal with the burn. Correct. Um, so think about the kind of play that you're going to do. And then think about the risks involved. People who play with knife play and needle play and, you know, 
there is the very real possibility of broken skin that, oops, you didn't mean mm-hmm. to break the skin quite like that or go that deep or have it happen there. Um, you need something to be able to take care of that wound right. um, from right where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the nice thing about those kinds of things is a good first aid kit that's already kind of bundled for you will have a right. lot of those things. Yes. Um, and then there's items that might not be specific to kink. This is especially true if you're not just buying a bundled first aid kit, but you're putting it together yourself or you're buying the different pieces, parts like we do for our medicine cabinet. We try to make sure we have all of these things Mm -hmm. that you need for like life anyway, but we then have to go, oh yeah, we we might actually need that for kink too. So then there are those things that you might put in. So band-aids and neosporin and those kinds of things that deal with broken skin as we've yeah. talked about. Um, iodine or betadine wipes. Mm-hmm. You know, al- Absolutely. Alcohol wipes if you're like, really, you want to take care of the germs mm, and also hate yeah. your partner. Uh, <laughs> or um, peroxide. I actually have heard a thing that peroxide's not good. Really? I don't know how true that is. Uh, medical professionals out there, uh, if you have an opinion, let us know. Huh, but I did. I saw they... a thing online that said peroxide, hydrogen peroxide is not actually good for open wounds. Huh. I don't know how okay. true that is, but if you I, swear by that. it, I mean, I, go ahead and get it. Yeah, I mean, it, it. anything is possible. I mean, that was always the go-to when I was... Same, same yeah. for me. Um, also, I'm thinking about ace bandages or braces um, yes. for joints. Now, we talk, we've talked about this before. Um, there's, If you know you have a bum knee, a bad wrist, uh, a shoulder that kind of goes out or whatever and you know that about your body already, if you have a thing, a brace, a sling, or whatever that you mm-hmm. usually use when that happens, you need one with your um, your BDSM kit if you're leaving your home to go play. Right. Because if something happens while you're gone to that part of your body that is you know is a problem area, that you can deal with it sooner rather than mm-hmm. later. Um, but if you don't have that, knowledge about yourself or your partner an ace bandage will wrap up all kinds of stuff in a yep. in a pinch it's good for many different uh applications mm-hmm. uh, it is even when you're being careful it is possible to fall off of an apparatus mm-hmm. it is possible to just trip at a party or the dungeon uh, i'm a klutz from way the hell back and <laughs> i can and have tripped over the smallest things and next thing you know, my ankle's swollen two si- sizes bigger, and I probably need to elevate it, wrap it up, and put some ice on it and stuff like that. Yep. But if we're away from home, I need to wrap it up and then go home and do all the rest. So think about that, especially if your kink is pretty physical. Or right. if you just know you're a klutz. Um, we were <laughs> talking about safety scissors um, for your bondage stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or anything you wrap the body in. If you're playing with mummification, you need to be able to get somebody out yes. pretty fast. Uh, and then there's a blanket. Sure. And and that's something that we, we keep in our toy bag. We always bring with us. Um, I know after we play, especially if it's a, an intense scene, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of uh, different body chemistry things going on you know there there's adrenaline you know which comes to mind first and you know mm-hmm. once the endorphins that, and the endorphins all those and and once that starts normalizing in the body you know you you've gotten chills i've trembled from head to toe yeah. and i just kind of had to be you wrapped me up safely kept me Mm-hmm. Warm kept me comfortable and, and cuddled with you mm-hmm. to keep you, you know, to to regulate, you know, bring, get your body temperature back to normal as as everything else was. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And, you know, that, the nice thing about a blanket is for many of us, we might already have that in our kit because it's an aftercare thing. Correct. Um, but if you don't normally have something like that and you it's not something you would think of, think about it as part of your, your safety measures mm -hmm. because you don't know what kind of reaction your partner might have after an intense scene. And that might be of help to them, especially if, if they get a chill or if they just need something soft to cuddle with, or there's all kinds of reasons a blanket can come in handy. Um, heck, as a makeshift pillow, if you need it, if somebody passes out and you gotta put something mm -hmm. under their head, a folded up blanket will do Works wonders. So um, the big thing is to think about your own health as well. Um, one of the, the, we got feedback on this because we've talked about this in another, uh, over on YouTube and we're bringing it to y'all. Um, somebody talked about having, um, I think it's aspirin on hand for um, like low dose aspirin for like heart problems. Yeah. Um, if you are on medications, uh, like blood pressure and things mm -hmm. like that, uh, make sure that's with you. If you yep. are going away from home to get your kink on and you might need that. Um, I know from personal experience with family members who are like diabetic, they have to make sure in their case that they have their insulin with them. Right. That would be a thing that if that mm -hmm. is important for your health and safety, if maybe taking insulin or taking medication for anything, you need to have that with you if you are away from home when you're getting your kink on because right. there's a lot going on in the body that us not medical people and not certainly not experts know is happening even if I can't explain in it in technical yeah. detail and, and you want to be prepared for that and and just you know for your for your general health you know kink can be quite exerting mm -hmm. um, you know stay hydrated have Water, something to yeah. eat you know yeah have those... water nearby mhm mm uh, we <laughs> we used to do this when we played a lot with um, orgasm control, especially forced orgasms, because I'm a squirty girl, and I would actually get dehydrated. Yes. And so the first time we realized that that could happen, it just never occurred to us that that fluids are just gushing out of my body, and we were both like, wait, <laughs> are you dehydrated? I mean, I was woozy, and it yeah. was, yeah, I had to, like, lay still. Um, we learned even when we're playing at home, if we're going to play with vibrators and stuff, there's a bottle of water close by because mm -hmm. uh, I will probably need it. Um, so there's those kinds of things to think about as well. So you think about your kinks and what risks go with those. You think about your own personal health and um, medications you may need or right. concerns and conditions you have to monitor. Um, and then if you happen to have any medical training, you think of things I can't even fathom. Uh, one of the things where you learned a lot of this stuff and had this kind of on your mind, if you ever have access to it out there, is if whether online or in person, a community event is about first aid and and administering first aid or what to do when you call have to call yeah. the ER or you know and call for an ambulance or whatever, take that class. Because yeah. there will be a lot of information in there that, mm -hmm. you know, even even we can't even fathom because we haven't been through those experiences. Because um, it's very, very helpful. Yeah. It's how you kind of thought more clearly on certain parts of safety that Absolutely. we thought we were safe. But there's always something new to learn. Like, that's why mm -hmm. your um, uh, rope, scissors, safety shears sit on a lanyard. Right on you right. instead of being across. They're, they're, I, they're on a lanyard that clips to my belt because if I'm, if I'm tying and, you know, even if it's on the bed, 
and the shears are on the nightstand, mm -hmm. what good is that going to do me if they're just out of reach? Mm -hmm. This way, on a, a retractable lanyard, they're right at my hip. If I need them, they are right there. But you even thinking about that came from education you got from other Kingsters who think about this kind of yeah. stuff. So that would be the biggest tip for like, put your first aid kit together, get it all in a bag or a box or whatever you got, put it in your medicine cabinet if you're playing at home, doesn't matter. And then when you see these opportunities, whether online or in person to attend these kinds of workshops where EMTs are hosting them and teaching mm -hmm. you what you need to know and medical professionals who happen to be kinky are teaching you what you need to know, uh, take those classes when you can. And uh, if you are a medical professional who's like, what can I do to get more involved in my uh, kink community? Ah, uh, teach these workshops. Yes. I would certainly go to them mm -hmm. if they were available. Um, I'm sort of sad I missed the one that you ended up going to is when we yeah. still lived in Tampa Bay and I didn't go and you went and I was like, well, that's a lot of good information. Uh, <laughs> so uh, for kinky medical professionals, that is a way to give back to your community if you feel capable and up for it. We yeah. all need this information. Mm -hmm. So that is our lecture slash rant slash go buy some band-aids <laughs> reminder uh, for you and your PSM first aid kit. Yeah. Uh, and yes, medical professionals out there, if you have other tips you would add about things to con consider and safety measures to take, uh, talk to us on the socials and in all the places because um, mm -hmm. we could always use more of that information. That is it for us this week. Yep. Uh, we'll be back next week with another mini-sode. We'll be back later this mm -hmm. week with a long episode. We're, we're back. We're on track. Yeah. We're here. We're doing our thing. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.